In the 1970s, a future top-notch podcasting team was born, and then raised on military bases because their dads were in the Air Force. These Gen Xers eventually grew up and were unleashed upon the world. Today, looking forward to retirement, they survive by dishing out their opinions. If you have questions that need answers and an open mind, if you can spare 60 minutes a week, and if you have internet access, maybe you can listen to Kenyatta and Jack save the world. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. It gets the people going. Can you guess what we're talking about? It's us all day, every day, and especially today. Listening friends, we're glad you're back with us. We are excited to be here, and we hope you are as excited as we are, because, you know, it's us. What can we say? What else do we need to say? You're not right. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. yes. We, uh, you know, we, we hopped on Zoom and was going to start talking or, you know, start recording, and then we just got to chatting and completely forgot, hey, we're supposed to be recording a podcast. <gasps> Gasp. It's what we do. It's what we do, listening friends. But as always, and it goes without saying, we're glad you're here. So we're going we're gonna to mix it up a little bit. We're going to be a softer, gentler podcast for this episode, at least. <laughs> that is true. That is true. We are going to bypass our normal WTFs because even though this episode is going to air two days after, Mother's Day. We're doing a special Mother's Day episode. Hooray, hooray, hooray. Um, and we wouldn't be us if we didn't, you know, dabble in a little bit of history. So I don't know. Should we get to it? Yeah, let's just let's just dive right in. Diving, 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 diving. As with most observed uh holidays, I guess. I don't know. Do you want to call it a holiday or just an observed day? I don't know. I don't know. Somewhere in between. Somewhere in between. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, Here in the U.S., we observe Mother's Day, second Sunday of May. And it is a holiday, according to this little article on history.com, honoring motherhood that is observed in different forms throughout the world. Mm. United States, as I mentioned, uh, second Sunday of every May. And as you're listening to this, this year's Mother's Day has already occurred. But a little background on where the observances observances, uh, in honoring mothers came from. The American incarnation of Mother's Day was created by a lady named Anna Jarvis in 1908 and became an official U.S. holiday in 1914. Just to go back a little further though, Celebrations of mothers and mothershood can be traced back to the ancient Greeks and Romans who held festivals in honor of the mother goddesses Rhea and Sibella. Hmm. But the clearest modern precedent for Mother's Day is the early Christian festival known as, quote, Mothering Sunday. Once a major tradition in the United Kingdom and parts of Europe, this celebration fell on the fourth Sunday in Lent and was originally seen at the time when the faithful were returned to their mother church, the main church in the vicinity of their home, 
very special service. Over time, the Mothering Sunday tradition shifted into a more secular holiday, and children would present their mothers with flowers and other tokens of appreciation. But this custom eventually faded into popularity before merging with the American Mother's Day in the 30s and 40s. Here's the fun part. Children still present their mothers with flowers and other tokens of appreciation. Yay for us. Yes. Um, <laughs> but the origins of Mother's Day as we celebrate it here in the States go back to the 19th century. And as I mentioned, a lady by the name of Ann Reeves, Ann Reeves Jarvis of West Virginia helped start what was called Mother's Day Work Clubs to teach local women how to properly care for their children. These clubs later became a unifying force in a region of the country still divided over the Civil War. So this gives you a, a time frame of when these things started. In 1868, Jarvis organized Mother's Friendship Day, at which mothers gathered with former Union and Confederate soldiers to promote reconciliation. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Another precursor to Mother's Day came from the abolitionists and suffragette suffragette the julia ward howe in 1970 howe wrote the mother's day proclamation a call to action that asked mothers to unite in promoting world peace in 1873 howe campaigned for a mother's peace day to be celebrated every june 2nd however 1905 anna jarvis as we mentioned a moment ago she conceived the mother's day as a way of honoring the sacrifices mothers made for their children and after gaining financial backing from a Philadelphia department store owner named John Wanamaker, Wanamaker's apartment store, it was a thing, yes. Mm-hmm. In May 1908, she organized the first official Mother's Day celebration at a Methodist church in Grafton, West Virginia. That same day also saw thousands of people attend a Mother's Day event at one of Wanamaker's retail stores in Philadelphia. Following the success of her first Mother's Day, Jarvis, who incidentally remained unmarried and childless her whole life, no judgment, none wrong. She resolved to see her holiday added to the national calendar, arguing that American holidays were biased toward male achievements. She started a massive letter writing campaign to newspapers and prominent politicians, urging the adoption of a special day honoring motherhood. And by 1912, many states, towns, and churches had adopted Mother's Day as an annual holiday. And Jarvis had established a Mother's Day International Association to help promote her cause. And her persistence paid off in 1914 when President Woodrow Wilson signed a measure officially establishing the second Sunday in May as Mother's Day. Yada, yada, yada. Now, while we have our version of Mother's Day here in the States, traditions do vary depending, you know, on what country you're in. In Thailand, for example, Mother's Day is always celebrated in August on the birthday of the current queen, Thirikit. I hope I pronounced that right. Hmm. Another alternative observance of Mother's Day can be found in Ethiopia, where families gather each fall to sing songs and eat a large feast as part of Androshit. I know I massacred that. Sorry, listening friends. A multi-day celebration honoring motherhood. So there's a little bit of back history as to how that came about. Mostly here, you know, in the States, because we're biased like that. But as we mentioned, it is observed in different ways, different cultures in different countries around the world, which is not surprising in any way whatsoever. So, And I find it interesting that it was started, you know, 
by Ms. Jarvis because she said there was too much bias towards male observations. And now Mother's Day is like far outstrips <laughs> the perceived importance of Father's Day. And I feel bad for y'all. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. I do. Like, like Father's Day shows up and people are like, and then like fathers all over the country are like, it's Father's Day and I have to make my own barbecue. <laughs> there is that. But to be perfectly honest with you, in my case anyway, I would rather have the food that I cook on the grill or, you know, barbecue or whatever than go to a restaurant. So, well, there's that. There is that. So, but there you go. That's, that's Mother's Day for you, which... I'm always of the opinion when it comes to these kinds of holidays, you should be showing your loved ones that they're special all year round, but that's just me. Exactly. Just, I mean, but it's just fun to get caught up in the, in the thing that it is on the day that it is. So I don't mind so much. I don't mind so much though. Yeah. That's how Heather feels about Valentine's day. She doesn't like Valentine's day. She gets mad if I were to get her a Valentine's day present. Which, you know, I'm perfectly okay with. So, you know, I don't I don't want to upset you on Valentine's Day, so I won't get you anything. I just <laughs> show up the day after for the half-off candies. That's it. it. Exactly. That, That's it. <laughs> that is really the best thing. But that is her point. She's like, you should let the person that you're, you know, that you love, love them year-round. And I'm like, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And like with a lot of these holidays and certain observances, it's just, I understand it's the country that we live in. It, consumerism is the name of the game, but it's just sometimes the commercialization of it is just, it hurts my face. I just. It, it gets to be a bit much. It really does. Like I, I, I remember back in the day, you know, being a, a wee tot, and making Mother's Day cards, you know, out of paste and and construction paper, and mom thought was like the best thing ever. So, can we go back to the simple times? Can we just have a year where everybody makes their mom's <laughs> homemade cards out of Elmer's, macaroni, out of macaroni, color yeah, macaroni, and Elmer's glue, Elmer's glue, and, and construction paper, <laughs> and and them good Crayola crayons. That's right. Oh, yeah, that would be great. That would be good. But uh, I'm just I'm probably wishing for too much. So we'll we'll go we'll go with things as they are. We'll go with things as they are. So so I told Heather like last I don't know Tuesday or something. Mm -hmm. I was like I'm having a really hard time figuring out what to get you for Mother's Day. I was like your Amazon wish list kind of sucks. <laughs> well like it's stuff that you want but it's not like gifty kind of stuff right uh, okay okay <laughs> i'm like so you need to either go on amazon and find some more gifty stuff or i don't know what she's like all right i'll do that so yesterday she comes over and she's all comes to me and she's all so there's this this and this and i'm liking on amazon and i'm like okay She's like, I kind of want to get this thing because it's the deal of the day and it's like 50% off. So it's like a really good deal and I want to get it. She's like, but I really want these other things as well. To which I responded with, you know what? 
you pick the one you want and we'll surprise me on Sunday when you open it up. <laughs> she opened it but like, look at this. She'd be like, wow, look what I got you. Yes, that's incredible. <laughs> that is awesome. I, I did such, such a great taste. job. <laughs> yeah, there, there you go. I have such good taste. <laughs> I nailed but it to, this year. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, I got her an incredible uh, Christmas gift. And then Mother's Day last year was also another incredible Mother's Day gift. So, Oh, you got a Christmas gift last year, a good one, or this year? This this past one, uh, the 2022. Okay. I was going to say, if you said you got her a good one for this year, which wouldn't be unheard of this early. I'm just saying, if she listens, she'll be bugging you for the next seven months. Like, what is it? Right. What is it? She's at random times. What is it? Nope. You're not good. What is it? Yeah. I didn't want you to set yourself up there. Okay. Yeah. I got her one of those. uh, There's companies you can go to and you can put on like the date that you got married and or any any event, I guess. And then you put the city. And so then it tabulates the latitude and longitude. And then it goes and puts the star chart from the day that that was. Yes. And so I did that. And then I put like our uh, wedding day on it. And then um, because we're Gen X and we're corny, our song and our wedding was Everything I Do, I Do It For You by Brian Adams. Of course it was. Of course. Yeah, it was 1994. Thanks. And so I had uh, one of the... uh, our favorite lines from that song written on there as well. So that's what I got her for Christmas. Did she cry? She Love did. That's so sweet. Oh, it's precious. And so, um, <laughs> so I got her that. And then uh, for Mother's Day last year, I got her a really great present for her birthday in 2022. I got her a really great present, which really worked out considering what Emily got her on her birthday of last year. <laughs> Did I hear this story before? Uh, yeah, that was the day that Emily decided to be a candle. Mm, that is it. Yes, yes, yes. Woo. So I had gotten her something really incredible. <laughs> so I figured three great, incredible gifts in a row. I was due to have one that sucked from my end. <laughs> I mean... That was completely out of your control. So I would not count that as an as a L. I won't well, no, I'm not talking about the Emily thing. I'm talking about not knowing what to get her for Mother's Day this year. I figured it was three in a row. I was due to have a slacky gift. It was, I mean, no, I, I still wouldn't count that as an L necessarily. I'm just saying. Because some some husbands or some men wouldn't even bother. They'd just get something. They'd be like... The pride would get in the way and like, I'm not asking her nothing. I'm just going to get her what I think she wants. And then she opened up and be like, thanks. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Although I don't know. I'm contemplating. We'll have to see and I'll have to look it up. But I was contemplating taking her to eat lunch at uh, Florence's on I'm Sunday. Not. Yeah, do that. Oh, so I'll be getting there early. Yeah. But yeah, that would be a good idea. That'd be great. She'd like the sweet tea. She like sweet yeah, tea. She does. Okay, she'll like the sweet tea. But anyway, I didn't mean to go off on a side quest talking about gifts that I've got for Heather. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But she's a mommy too, so she's it's valid. That's true. It's valid. That is true, and she's the mommy of my 
my wonderful offspring. Your chillins, your chillins. Yep. Yep. Indeed. Indeed. She's also my sister wife. Hey, sister wife. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. But uh, since we've um, decided to dedicate this particular episode to moms, do you want to talk a little bit about your moms? Uh, We can do that. I was thinking maybe I could talk about my mom and you could talk about your mom. And then maybe I could talk about my stepmom and you could talk about yours. Surely. Yes. That will work out just fine. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So, yeah. Um, Obviously, I miss my mom. Passed away in 2021. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, growing up, I think for the most part, I was pretty lucky with my mom. She was, um, there are times I'm not sure she knew how to handle a super hyperactive ADHD child uh, (laughs) that I was, that was interested in everything and always wanted to pepper her with a million different questions. But I think my mom handled it fairly well because uh, if I had questions, she would be like, well, let's go do this. And we'd walk over and get the encyclopedia and we'd go and find whatever it was. And we would read about whatever it was I was interested in. And if I wanted to know more, she would take me to the library and we would check out books on the subject. And there were many a times when I was a kid on a summer night, we would lay on the driveway with a book on astronomy and a flashlight and try to find constellations, <laughs> you know, in the book, you know, from the book. And we would do stuff like that. And I was in a gazillion sports and my mom was always, you know, at all of my sporting activities and um, she there. Now there were times where my mom was kind of, a bit much. There was never a good satanic panic thing that she didn't fall for. Oh, my. <laughs> so uh, I was not allowed to go to malls with my friends, you know, because mm-hmm. that's where those Satanists got you. They kidnap you from the mall. Child trafficking. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have, I have Phil Donahue for that one. Bastard. Stra- stranger danger. <laughs> <laughs> Bastard Phil Donahue ruined my teen years. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there were some like oddly weird things that looking back now, I find them somewhat funny. For example, I was not allowed to listen to like rock or pop. Mm-hmm. I could listen to country. Cause that's what my dad listened to. I could listen to uh contemporary Christian. Cause mom listened to that. And I could also listen to Neil Diamond because mom loved her some Neil Diamond. Oh my. So, the end result of that is as a 50 year old man, I too like me some Neil Diamond. <laughs> How can you not? <laughs> and I guess it was what, 2009-ish or something like that? Uh, for Mother's Day, I got my mom uh, Neil Diamond concert tickets. He was coming into town. And so I took my mom to see Neil Diamond. And it was kind of funny because the entire crowd was made up of boomers and their Gen X kids taking them to see Neil Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> I dig it. <laughs> but it was it was an amazing concert. And if you've never heard, you know, 20,000 people singing Sweet Caroline together, that that is a sight to behold. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it was incredible. <laughs> I bet. On, on, a, on a mini side note, I have to say it took me many, many years and many times hearing that song in movies to finally appreciate it. I'm like, OK. It's catchy, damn it. <laughs> yes. 
I get it now. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that was a great memory, though, because mom had always wanted to see Neil Diamond. She'd never got to. And so I, I had gotten her the tickets. And then on Mother's Day, I was like, so, uh, mom, I have a present for you, but you're going to have to wait a little bit to get it. Because the concert was in like October or something like that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so she was like, okay. And I was like, but I promise it will be worth it when you see what it is. So she opened up her card and she saw that it was tickets for Neil Diamond. And she was like, she like cried. So that was pretty cool. Oh, that's nice. You know, to to give her that, you know, something she had been a lifelong fan of and never got to see so to be there with her when she got to see it was just was great and yeah you know for the most part i think i had a pretty good childhood and mom you know did the did the best that she could for the most part and then until i was in like ninth grade she mostly had been a stay-at-home mom i didn't necessarily get a lot of the latchkey-ness that our generation got there were times where she had jobs and I had to latchkey it, but for the most part, it wasn't as bad as some other Gen Xers got. Hmm, so, yeah. You know, but also sometimes it's a little different when you grow up a military brat because we do kind of get other expectations put on us that, you know, civilian kids don't have to deal with. So true. That is true. Yeah. It's always funny when you talk to non military brats and you're like, yeah, yeah. You had to mow the yard because lawn inspections on Monday. And they're like, what do you mean? God, I forget about that. Oh, my gosh. That's the worst. Right. How many freaking summer days I spent out there on that miserable acreage that we call the backyard. Because <laughs> we, had, you saw, you know, when we took the tour last fall, when I came there, you saw where our house was right there on the on the end. Yep. She had the bigger yard. Oh, my gosh. That was miserable being out there mowing that lawn. You know what I heard? I don't know if this is true or not, mm -hmm. but I heard that yard maintenance is contracted out now for the entire damn base. You're kidding. No, that's bull crap. I'm going to be I'm going to be like one of those miserable, those miserable boomer, boomers. But it was good enough for me. <laughs> right. Good enough for you. But, Get out there and mow that long edge. But Ooh. yeah, um, I think I had a, you know, I had a pretty good childhood for the most part. And then, um, you know, mom was a, was a good mom, always willing to help you with homework or do whatever. Or uh, that one time in home ec where we had to make shorts. And because I kept procrastinating the night before, my mom actually sewed it for me. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, could get the grade on that. That was pretty cool of her to do that. Out of character for her, but she did it that time. <laughs> interesting, interesting. But I did find out when I was 27 years old that one of the reasons my mom was a bit overprotective of me, because she was more overprotective of me than my brother and sister, because I was, you know, the oldest but when I was 27, we discovered that my mom had, in fact, had a baby before me that she had to put up for adoption. Mm -hmm. And that was also kind of a cool thing because I found him online 
And so my mom was able to get to meet him as an adult. Um, it was weird because then she had two sons named John because his adoptive parents, he was named after his father <laughs> and I'm named after my father. Mm. <laughs> and so she had two sons named Don, John, which is sort of, you know, the new art joke from the eighties. This is my brother, Daryl, and my other brother, Daryl. <laughs> or no, Larry. This I'm Daryl. This Larry. is my brother, Larry, and my other brother, Larry. Yeah. No, it's the other way. Okay. Well, however it is. Yeah. Um, my name is Daryl. This is my brother, but... Larry, my other brother. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, that explains some of the overprotectiveness that mom had, but that was because I was like the baby she got to keep. Yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. You know, but you could have done a lot worse than, than I had with my mom. And I love my mom and I miss my mom. Mm-hmm. But she just was tired of fighting. <laughs> yeah. But I'm sure she knows. I'm sure she knows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, and it, I'm not, no, I'm not going to do that one. The last thing, one of the last things my mom said to me is funny, but not funny, but I'm going to keep that one to myself. So I'll tell you afterwards. Fair, <laughs> but, fair. <laughs> but yeah, so I miss my mom, you know, but eh, she was a good mom. And yeah. I enjoyed all the times that I was able to. You know, as an adult, take her to do things that she wasn't able to do that she loved and and that type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But tell us about your mama. My mommy. Mm. I'll I'll start out by telling this story. Um, As a child, I was a nosy child. Curious, yes, but also real nosy, especially when. There were things that I was told I wasn't supposed to know about, but I was going to find out anyway. So one year, one of those things was my Christmas presents. Um, And I already knew where they were hidden at because there are only so many places you can hide stuff in base housing because it wasn't, you know, we had the storage, you know, thing out back in the backyard. Right. And then there was only really only one other place. So this is me thinking I'm slick. I, I can't tell you what age it was. I had to be still grade school age. So my mother was at home. And don't ask me why I thought it was a good idea to go snooping while she was in the house. But I ended up in the closet, ostensibly because I had, a, I, had a, I had a story like I was looking for something else. I go look and be doggone if I can remember what it was I found. Maybe like two or three things. I was excited because it was stuff I wanted. And I'm coming out of the closet, turn off the light, coming out of her room. She's like, what you doing in there? I was like, she figured it out in like literally 2.2 seconds. She was like, "Uh, you shouldn't get anything at all this year. You just couldn't wait. I was like, you know, kid tears. And do you know, I got all those presents for Christmas. It's a horrible child. And she still, (laughs) she still gave me my Christmas presents. But that, I mean, that's that's how she was. Like, is yeah. like you know, I've done I've done worse dirt since. <laughs> well, and it was just easier to wrap the presents and give them to you than to go and take them back. Maybe that was the thought behind it. And I've done <laughs> I've done worse in the in the you know, thirty five plus years since. But you know, no matter how mad she ever got, it was always grace and forgiveness there, always. And I think 
like some sometimes in my my lower moments, I think, you know, how did I how did I get so lucky to, you know, have gone through the things I've done and made the decisions that I've had that hadn't worked out so well to still have parents and still especially have a mother that told me straight up. She she minces no words. She told me straight up, hey. You know, she, she doesn't cuss like that, but basically it was like fucked up, but I still love you. And that's and that's how it that's how it's been for a very, very long time. And I didn't understand, I think, the enormity of being able to be duly minded like that until I had my own kid in that, you know, we grow up as we grow up. We're going to make mistakes trying to learn things and work our way, you know, and put me into our lives. And even as I watch my own kid do her things and she makes her mistakes and I say to myself, someone raised me and forgave me for what I've done. How in the world can I not give that to someone else? You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's, I can say that's probably one of the biggest lessons I've learned indirectly. You know, it wasn't anything that she necessarily sat down and said, this, 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 this. It was just the way she always approached certain things and the way she talked to me. And that's not to say that she has not been plenty pissed at me over the years, but it's always been about, you know, we're all human. Do better. And I still love you. And that's always what it's always come down to. Right. You know, even if something as childish as digging around for Christmas presents. Like I said, I'll be doggone if I remember what what I got that year. I that's how that's how insignificant it was. Right. But the 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 sentiment behind it and what kind of person she is. You know, that was like a perfect, a perfect example of what it was. I learned to pieces. Like, I'm so I'm so glad that over the last probably 18 years or so, we've gotten very, very close. Um, and I call her a friend now. She's still always going to be my mother. Right. She's my friend. And then and in those years, you know, which were some tough years for her, um, I got to see, you know, this is a whole person. And, and I'm not saying that to minimize or say that she wasn't beforehand, but like certain things you watch your parents go through, you're, you're realizing this isn't just my parent. This is a, a whole human being that has a whole life. Right. And, you know, and then you all of a sudden you see things, your whole perspective on them just expands. And I'm just like, wow. So I'm, I'm, I'm proud to say that, you know, and I can say honestly that me and my mom are friends, but I'm glad that she was not my friend growing up. <laughs> that makes she, perfect sense. She's my she was my mother when I was growing up and she's my mother and my friend now. Right. That that makes perfect sense. Growing up, you want to love your kids and you want to have a healthy relationship with them, but you don't want to necessarily be friends and like going and palling around and stuff like that because yeah. they still need to be the authority figure. But it's when you become an adult and then especially when you have kids, you realize that your perspective on your parents change. Yep. Changes because now you understand they are more than just my parent. They have this whole other aspect of them that I didn't know about that you don't know about until you're an adult necessarily. Yep. So yeah, no, that makes, that makes perfect, perfect sense. Yeah. It's one of, and I've, and I've, I try, especially as you know, the years go on, I get a little older and she gets a little older. I try to, not leave anything unsaid because I'm, you know, unfortunately like growing up our, our, and it wasn't anything intentional. Our family just kind of like, 
held back feelings a lot. Mm-hmm. Not that we were all like stone faced walking around the house or anything like that, but there were certain conversations and certain things that I know we all probably wanted to say one to one another. Um, then, but a lot of those conversations have just been coming up now, and I'm grateful for them. And I want to make sure that whatever it is I need to say that I need her to know, I say it now, you know? Right. So I try to, I try not to hold back too much. Like I still, it's, I still find it hard to curse. I'm a whole grown adult on this side of 50 and I still have trouble cursing because it's my mom. And like right. growing up, I didn't hear her curse too much, but um like growing up, I'll just casually throw something out there in conversations about it, especially during the Trump years. There was a whole lot of cursing going on. So, <laughs> yeah, there was that effect. <laughs> there was that effect. But it's like it's always it's always there in, in, in the front of my mind that, you know, this is a whole grown woman. And yeah, <laughs> she's there's like things that I learn about her all the time. I'm like, ma, ma. She just start laughing. I'm like, man, you should have told me this 20 years ago. Shit. <laughs> you, you just made me think of something. So my mom was very, very religious, never cussed. Mm-hmm. Occasionally, if you goofed up, though, and you were in trouble and she was really mad, she'd cuss. Usually it was shit. Mm-hmm. But because it was so rare, it would like take you out of getting yelled at because it would like throw you off. So like one time as a teenager, I was doing something and she was like, you're just being an asshole. <gasps> and she was just so mad. But when she said that, all I could do was start laughing because it was so out of character for her that it came off as funny. And then we just ended up laughing because she called me an asshole. But <laughs> <laughs> she's like, you come back to it years later. Next time you call me an asshole, she's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just I had thought about that until. You're talking about not cussing in front of your mom. I mean, she like she cusses now. It's like few and far between. And like I said, a lot of that was Trump years. But like even now, she's not. I consider myself a potty mouth in the right company, but she's nowhere near that. But it still just shocks me down to my socks when I hear it. And if she ever listens to this, she's she's going to get in my butt. I know she is, but <laughs> it's neither here nor there. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Uh, <laughs> But it, it, like I said, it's surprising every time you hear your your parent act like a regular, regular human being. I'm like, oh my yeah. god, you're a person. Yes, yeah, a person. <laughs> yep, yeah, and, for sure. And and even now, I feel, you know, as 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 time goes on, I feel more and more protective of her. Like that kind of yeah. sounds weird, but. Like she was, you know, she was looking out for me for and still does. But now I feel more and more protective of her as time goes on. It's like me, me and my daughter will kid around and say, you know, you're going to start dating again. She'll look at us like we're crazy. And then I'll be like, we got to vet him, though. You know that, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you have to. Yeah. I mean, you don't want her dating like a nudist or something like that. Or just some weirdo freak off the street because God knows. Yeah. No, you have to. I, I, I support you 100% in that. Thank you. Thank you. It's, an, it's necessary. It's necessary. So, but yeah, that's, that's my mummy. It's my mummy. I always, always told her if I was, if I ended up half the mom that she was, I would be grateful. So. Mm-hmm. I, I would say that you, you're probably there. I, I think 
I think Kendra turned out fairly, fairly, fairly all right. I think she did. I think she did too. <laughs> I, 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 I read somewhere not too long ago, probably the, the biggest confirmation of whether or not you're a good parent is if your kids tell you <laughs> you're a good parent. <laughs> Right. I mean, who else is going to comment on it but the actual product of your efforts? That's true. They they would have firsthand experience. They would. They would. And like I watch like those horrible reality shows and the talk shows and stuff where those kids are those screaming banshees. I hate you. I hate you. And I'm just in there astounded like, wow. And don't get me wrong. I know there are some people who have valid reasons, you know, for distancing themselves from their parents. And that's I feel awful for them. I know there, there's some validity in it, but like seeing them little children on them talk shows screaming at their parents. Oh my god! Yeah. Can I? They, can I just take them out in the woodshed? I'm a pacifist at heart, but I will take them out in the woodshed. I'll do it <laughs> <laughs> anyway. I can't so, so uh, tell us a little about your stepmom. Well, my parents got a divorce when I was in, well, they separated when I was in ninth grade. I think the divorce actually finalized in 10th grade. And uh, I don't remember what it was. Dad was like, it was our weekend to go hang out with him. And he was like, yeah, we're going to go, but we're going to go to the movies and we're going to meet this person. It's like, oh, you've been dating somebody. And he was like, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And I should have known that he must have really liked her because prior to my stepmom, Marge, if we went to the movies, my dad did not believe in things like concessions <laughs> because it was just too damn much money. Accurate, though. He'd shit his pants if he saw what shit the, con- <laughs> the concession stand costs today. <laughs> He's like, how much for a bottle of water? What? <laughs> yeah. So, so we, you know, we go to the movie, we meet her there. Yeah, we get our ticket, we go in, and myself and my brother and my sister, we start walking to the theater, and he's like, well, don't you guys want some snacks? And it's like, what? Who are you? You're not my dad. And I'm like, he must really like her if he's buying this candy at the concession aisle before a movie. (laughs) Interesting. He's trying Mm. to impress her. He doesn't want her to know that he's a cheapskate. (laughs) (laughs) So curious, right? The con job is on. No, just kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding. Yeah, but um, so my stepmom, she didn't have kids, and it was really, jeez, uh, I mean, what, was 88 or something like that? She had a 1983 Toyota Supra, and oh, it was cool wow. getting to drive around in a sports car like that. You know, she didn't need any other cars. It was just her up, you know, up until that point. She didn't need a big old family car, and she had... Uh, a Shih Tzu that at the time I think was like 14 or 15 years old. And um, so I don't remember how long after they started dating, but dad moved in with her. So then we would, you know, go over to her house on weekends then. And my stepmom was in Toastmasters, which is that speech giving club. I don't necessarily understand Toastmasters because why would you want to give speeches for fun? But it's a thing. It, it's about improving your public speaking and diction and things of that nature. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> You're like, whatever. So, okay. So, <laughs> so she was involved in Toastmasters and that met every Friday. I think it was every Friday night. 
So what would happen is we would go over there and uh, my brother and I, we didn't want to go. So we would hang out and we would watch HBO and she would uh, order us uh, Godfather's pizza. Oh yeah. And then my sister and my stepmom and my dad then would go to Toastmasters and do their, well, their speeches should be speech masters, not Toastmasters, because they're not really toast. But anyway, they don't even <laughs> serve toast there. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, been a dad too long. <laughs> and so they would go and do that. So my brother and I got to hang out, you know, watching, you know, HBO, because she had all of them, you know, Cinemax, all that. So when they were kids nowadays, if you're listening to this, there was no such thing as streaming services. And you would have to wait until the movie came out on HBO. And or Cinemax or if Showtime. You, if you didn't catch it when it aired, you had to wait. <laughs> yes. And so we would do that. And then, um, of course, then on Saturdays, you know, my dad would make me mow the yard. But of course, it's like there's not even an inspection on Monday. <laughs> but, <laughs> and so then uh, my stepmom, she was in the Air Force and uh, my dad retired before her and she was still in. And then she got stationed in Turkey. And then about six months later, my dad went over to Turkey with her. And they were there when Desert Storm started. Mm-hmm. And then they kicked my dad out of Turkey because they got rid of all of the, uh, you know, families of mm-hmm. service members because Iraq was lobbing Scud missiles at everybody. And so they sent them home. And my dad's like, I went to Vietnam. I think I can stay. <laughs> they wouldn't let him. So he came home. And then my you know, the Marge came home shortly after Desert Storm ended. And um, because I was older, my relationship with Marge is slightly different than like my sister's, mm-hmm. right? Because I was like, what, 15, 16, and my sister was nine. Mm. So for my sister, she had, you know, her entire teen years of going there every other weekend. So they they were a little closer than I was with my stepmom. Um, but I was older too. And then I started, you know, dating Heather and didn't go over there as much. Um, but it's not that we, we didn't hate each other. I love my stepmom and stuff like, that, you know, and so then, uh, as adults, you know, we got along really well and I'd go over to dad and Marge's house all the time. And we'd go and, you know, have holidays and, uh, my dad loved NASCAR. So we'd go over and, Daytona 500 was a big deal going over to my dad's. Um, that was our version of the Super Bowl. <laughs> and um, so when my dad died in 2003, you know, a lot of times step parents kind of, you just lose touch because it's not your parent unless you met, you know, at such a young age. That never mm-hmm. happened with us. We still always would go and see Marge and do stuff with Marge and go and have Christmas with Marge. Um, my dad's birthday was on the 23rd so of December, so we would still go on the 23rd and have uh, celebrate like my dad's birthday, even though he wasn't there. And then we would do Christmas. So we would, you know, spend Christmas together and all of that stuff. And even today, it's uh, this year was the 20th anniversary of my dad dying. And we still mm. see Marge. And she's really the only parent I have left at this point. I have mm. my stepmom and I have my mother-in-law. And, you know, I, I love my stepmom and I consider her, you know, one of my mothers. <laughs> there you go. I'm, I'm lucky. I've had three, three excellent moms in my life. Yes, that's good. 
And That's it. There are a lot of people whose stepmoms or stepdad, you know, but we're talking about moms, but a lot of times when stepmoms and their kids don't get along, you know, there's sometimes jealousy between, especially if they're, you know, if the dad and the stepmom have kids together, mm-hmm. sometimes there's jealousy between the kids with the previous spouse. And now my dad and stepmom didn't, but, you know, there's still a lot of issues that happen and we just don't have them. Hmm. That's good. That is good. And, and you're right. There's, you know, unfortunately, a lot of relationships where where step parents don't for what for a variety of reasons don't get along with the children and that's it's unfortunate it's unfortunate so but like i i i guess in in you know in certain ways my relationship with my stepmom is somewhat similar um and it to be honest it was kind of it was kind of tricky to call her stepmom because you know, her and her and my dad didn't get married. I was 35. Right. So, you know, I didn't grow up with her or anything like that. And um, I don't know. I think I, I think I stayed in, in a suspended state of shock for a long time. Not that he would get remarried, but that just, you know, him and my mom had split up. So I kind of stayed in that space a while. So it, right. it, it took me a moment to wrap my mind around, you know, this is the new, this is the new normal. And it wasn't, it was never her. She's a, she's a lovely person. She's just funny. And, but it took me time to, I guess, get out of my own head, but it was fortunate that she's, she's, she's a good enough person to where um, she, I, I don't, I don't know that I can't say for certain whether or not there were some things that she took personally, but again, I was still in that phase of my life that I kept a lot of things in myself and I didn't open up where I should have. And then maybe it may, it could have probably smoothed the waters earlier than it did. Mm-hmm. But we're, we're definitely on, on good ground. Now we have been for a lot of years. Like I said, she's a funny lady, especially when, you know, she's had a couple of drinks. I'm not talking bad about her. <laughs> <laughs> but she, she's good people. She really is. And I, I like that she takes care of my dad. I like that uh, hanging out with them because they're funny to watch. They really are. And, you know, I early on when I was, you know, my reluctance <clears throat> was a little obvious and I, I feel bad for it. But she she worked so hard to to make sure that I was comfortable and, you know, that she you know she had no ill intent or anything like that. And she never has. So. I'm always I'm always glad to hang out with her. She's 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 good people. Her birthday was just a few weeks ago. So um my daughter was down and we went over and gave her gifts and hung out a little while. And she just she's she's good people. I just it would like I said it, it was just kind of a weird shift to go from, you know, all of my life having these two people as my parents and now a third person's in the picture. And I'm like, not quite sure what I was supposed to do, you know? Right. So a lot of that, uh, a lot of that I have to take accountability for, but, um, and then I had to grow up. So (laughs) I'm like, I'm a little bit too old. (laughs) I'm a little bit too old to be standing here trying to kick rocks because things didn't turn out because I have, I have less of a reason than other people to feel this certain way. Or so I felt, but right. You know, time went on and, like I consider her a friend too. I do. I love her, and I consider her a friend. And I said she's 
she says stuff sometimes. You know, somebody would say something and you're just looking at them for like five seconds, like what? And then you just can't help but bust out laughing like, oh, my God, what in the world? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so I, I like hanging out with them. I really do. And um, I like that. It, it, I like that she was able to become part of our family. The circumstances that it came out of, they can't be helped. And for what it's worth, you know, time heals. Right. So, but I'm glad that um, my relationship with her is at, is at, the, is, is at the point that it's at now. And I'm grateful right. for it. And I'm grateful for it. And I'm glad she's in my life. So, like I said, I, I don't know. I have nothing to compare it to because I've heard different stories of, you know, people getting step parents, like in your case, a little bit younger, as opposed to someone getting a step parent when they're a little bit older, like I did. I hear it's different circumstances, I guess, just because of the length of time. Right. That's passed. But um, yeah, yeah, there were there were certain points in there that I had to sit down and say, you know, you're, you're too big an age to be acting childish about the way that things are. Right. Because, you know, so it was it was a tricky balancing act for a little while. A little while. And yeah, I, I, yeah. I think I think we all had to we all had to reckon with accepting things as the way they were. And I'm glad. I'm glad right. it's worked out had that that how it how it has. So Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that's kind of funny though is uh Marge does not absolutely under any circumstances want to be called grandma or any <laughs> variation of grandma. Mm-hmm. That grandmas get for nicknames or whatever. Mm-hmm. My kids, you call me March. My sister's kids, you call me March. <laughs> and I've always found that to be funny. But when she's talking about like my sister and I and my kids or my sister's kids, it's always these are this is my son, this is my daughter, these are my grandkids. She just doesn't want to be called grandma. <laughs> I, I've, I've heard it. I've heard it before. Not. And not just, you know, stepmoms, just moms in general. A lot of them do not want to be called yeah. grandmoms, like my mom. I don't, I, my parents didn't mind one way or the other being called grandma and grandpa when Kendra showed up, but we all ended up settling on Nana and Papa. And right. that's that's what Kendra still calls them to this day. So, and it was, it was a little tricky trying to settle on, you know, what Kendra wanted to call my stepmom. Cause we kind of, we kind of went in a circle and I was like, and I, I kind of was like, look, she's old enough to understand clearly whatever's happening here. She gets to have a choice too right. in what she wants to call her. So it's between, it's between her and my stepmom really. And so it pretty much settled on Miss Michelle and that's what she's called her ever since then, Miss Michelle. So, and I mean, there's, there no, there's no confusion about who she is. So right. Yeah, she, yeah. She loves her too, just the same. So it's I got it like you. I got a bonus mom. My kid got a bonus grandmom. And you know, for the first few years, you know, after her and my dad got married, she would ask me, "So, are you going to give Kendra a brother or sister?" I said, "No, ma'am." And you can stop asking me right now. <laughs> that's no. the kind of stuff. That's the kind of stuff she would just come out and say. I'm like, no, 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 no. No, you can ask all day long. No, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. The, the one is good. Thank you. Because she doesn't have yeah. she doesn't have kids of her own either. So yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I would be remiss though if we are talking about moms, if I did not 
quickly, well, not quickly, if I did not acknowledge my mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Because um, once again, only, you know, my mom's not here and she's, you know, another mom to me. And she's mm-hmm. been in my life at this point since, geez, I don't know, 18 years old. <laughs> you know, so longer than than not in my life. Right. And, um, you know, once again, a lot of people have mother-in-laws that are horrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I do not have that. My my mother-in-law, is a, she's a very friendly person. She's a very loving person. A bit of an excess hugger. <laughs> she's a hugger. <laughs> Pretty extreme. <laughs> if hugging were an Olympic sport, she'd be a gold medalist. Is she? Is she the kind of hugger? that allows you to come up to her and then she hugs or does she reach out and over for you and snatches you in? She'll do both. Okay. She's an equal opportunity hugger. Okay. Fair. And you know what? If she just met you 30 seconds ago, she's all coming in for that hug. We do hugs here. (laughs) That's pretty much how it is. And I spent like the first, I don't know, 25 years being married to Heather, never mentioning that I'm not a hugger. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But yeah, no, I lucked out. I got to have a really good mother-in-law. She's always been there for us when, when we needed her, when we always willing to talk some, slap some shit into us if we needed it too, which is also a good mom. Mm -hmm. And um, we're really, I'm really lucky to have her as a mother-in-law and um, a perfect example is like last year with M Mm. because Heather needed her mom to go with her because she needed her mom to be her mom while she was momming to Emily. Yeah. A lot of momming going on there. It's a lot, but it was (laughs) necessary. Yeah. And I mean, she didn't hesitate one, one iota to, you know, to go and do that. Um, I, I can't imagine that somebody would when it's their, you know, their grandkid like that. But I mean, she completely put her life on hold to go and do that. And then two weeks later, she flew out there and stayed another two weeks. So Emily wouldn't be alone. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I would say that, you know, I have, I have three moms, you know, my, my mom, mom, but my two bonus moms and I've lucked out. I've, I've got good moms all the way around. So that's good. That is excellent. I think I think we both locked out on all the moms collectively. So yeah, 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 we did good. We did good. So, being the music lovers that we are, because we talked about these things at length, do you have a few songs about moms that you that you like that you that you enjoy when you think of mom? You like, hmm, here's one. I don't know if I have like songs that are like mom specific, but I do have, you know, songs that make me think of my mom. Okay. So, um, obviously, a lot of those songs are Neil Diamond songs. We <laughs> <laughs> <Sweet> Caroline. <laughs> um, yeah, that's definitely one of them, Sweet Caroline. But um, uh, Neil Diamond has a song. I, I'm probably not getting the name right. Um, I should look it up, but it has this weird sort of catch and he's singing the chorus is called like porcupine pie or something like that. And it's a silly song. Um, but I always thought I always kind of liked it, but my mom thought it was kind of funny too. And she liked it. And so every time I hear that song, I think of, um, 
my mom, you know, because of that. It was a silly song that we both sort of enjoyed, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. So that's a song, and I'm trying to look it up right now, um, but I'm just seeing all these other ones. Most people don't realize from our generation that the UB40 song Red Red Wine is, in fact, a Neil Diamond song. Now it's in my head. Thanks. (laughs) You're welcome. I'm a believer by the monkeys. Also, Neil Diamond. Oh, my gosh. And to think the monkeys was just a reactionary answer to the Beatles. To the Beatles. Yeah. Oh, I used to love that show. Yeah. It's so funny. Uh, (laughs) Another song is I Am I Said, um, which is a song about loneliness, but it's a powerful Neil Diamond song. And mom always liked that. And I liked it. And every time I hear that song, I I think of my mom. Mm -hmm. So there is a lot of uh, Neil Diamond songs. And then my mom also always liked uh, Willie Nelson's uh, My Heroes Have Always Been Cowboys. Oh, wow. She liked liked Willie Nelson and she liked that song. We went way back. I love it. (laughs) Shout out to Willie. (sighs) Yep. Indeed, indeed. Mm. So, yeah. I don't necessarily have songs that specifically make me think of... uh, like my stepmom or mother-in-law, though, just, <laughs> I, I don't know why. I just, just don't. <laughs> well, I mean, there's there's reasons. I don't, obviously, it doesn't make you think any less of them. I know that, but yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I have a couple. And I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's just a thing about R&B and just, you know, black singers. And I, I shouldn't say that. As I see, there's just as many songs about moms across every genre anyway, but right. the ones that stick in my head are mostly R&B. Um, Boys to Men's A Song for Mama from 1997 from the Blacktastic classic Soul Food, which... It's an interesting movie on its own, but that's a, that's another story. Um, but I love the song; it's a very pretty song. Um, Boys and Men is one of the, was one of the premier boy groups of the nineties. Um, we've got "I'll Always Love My Mama" by a group called The Intruders. They weren't a big group, but that was a big deal song. And uh, matter of fact, that came out the year I was born. Look at that, seventy three. I'll always love my mama. Fantastic. Um, We've got Bill Withers and Grandma's Hands, which I just listened to the other week. Um, and and honestly, that song reminds me of everybody's mom. Just <laughs> right, <laughs> like it's it's the listen. The, and if I understood right, Bill Withers wrote most of his own stuff. Like if I remember the story, he he liked writing, but he wasn't keen on singing his own songs at first. He had to be mm-hmm. talking to singing his own songs. But something about the way his voice sings that particular song, it's very, I don't know, it makes me think of, of like, you listen to a song, you get, like, visuals in your head. Right. Like, it makes me think of, you know, wooden front porches and rocking chairs and kids playing in the dirt and and stuff. Like, it's it's it just feels like old, old-time homey down south to me. This is right. about his song. And then... I, I've never heard a Bill Withers song that I... Didn't like. Pretty much. And I need to go deep dive into his cat. <clears throat> excuse me, his catalog. You absolutely need to. 
because I know you know all the the popular ones, but you should also know he's got one song that may be the record holder for the longest note held. Okay. Yeah, write that down and let me know what you think. <laughs> I'll be listening to some Bill Withers tomorrow at work. And then most people know this next song or this last song. Um, it's Tupac, Dear Mama, um, which was a very, at the time it came out, was very surprising for a lot of people to hear coming from that guy because he was militant and vulgar and some would say sexist and probably misogynistic. Okay. These are accurate terms, but he also loved his mom clearly because that was a very, very pretty song. Um, And to this day, like if you ask, especially in, in, in the black American community, if you ask one of us, what's your mama's song, dear mama. (laughs) And and, and we, somebody always knows the lyrics to that song. So that's, that's a big that's a big deal. So those are the ones I think of when I think about moms. So that's cool. But as I, I look at this list of so-called mommy songs, there were some I didn't realize that people had considered mom songs. Like I Hope You Dance, um, Leanne Womack. Mm-hmm. You heard that song? Yeah. Yeah, that was apparently um a mom song. I had no idea. Yeah, the uh, Matchbox 20 song 3 a.m. is about his mom. Really? I like Yeah, His mom, um, I guess, was going through cancer treatment, and she spent a lot of time kind of out of it on the couch, not feeling good. And a lot of the stuff that's in that song was things that she said because she wasn't necessarily aware of time. Oh, wow. Now I have to go listen to it. Lord have mercy. And here's another one I didn't think about being a mom song, but it makes perfect sense. That Mittler's Wind Beneath My Wings. Yeah, that I, does I still, make perfect sense. I still get misty-eyed from that one. Oh, boy. That's a good one. But, yeah, I, I really didn't think about it. But that was um, the movie. I've only seen the movie twice all the way through, and most recently was like three years ago, Beaches. Right. It wasn't that great a movie. I hate to say it. Ew, I hate to say it. Like, what's her face? Um, Mayim Blalik. Right. I'm, I'm saying her name wrong. I know I am. I apologize. When she played the young Bet character. Right. <laughs> and look at her now. Well, yeah. She's like co-hosting Jeopardy every now and then now, isn't she? Yep. So she's come a long way. But that song, if nothing else from that movie, that song always stands out to me it's a very very pretty song and i like that i dig it so yeah that's all about it's all about mommies it's all about the moms so it's a good talk and to quote one water boy i love my mama (laughs) oh i love my mama very much now you know that and to piggyback you I'm going to say the line that everybody knows from Tupac's song. There's no way I can pay you back, but the plan is to show you that I understand. You are appreciated. There you go. There we go. Friends, thanks for hanging out with us today. Yes. We are, we are lucky to have our moms. We hope you are just as lucky to have your moms. Or maybe not blood moms, but moms nonetheless. So. Yep. Tell them you love them. Tell them you love them. Tell them you love them because life is short, but it's wide. There's plenty of time. Hmm. 
on that note, friends, you know where to find us. Um, if you feel like supporting moms, this mom that's talking now and all of our moms, go to buymeacoffee.com slash hyperfocuspods. <laughs> and if you like what we're doing, hit the like button, share, comment. The more engaged you are, the more we'll show up around the interwebs and we can collect more listening friends like yourselves. As always, we love you. Thanks for hanging out with us. Bye.